Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. We're back. Yeah, we are. We're back. 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 Hey! I'm Mr. Devil Slayer. And I'm Mrs. Devil Slayer. And we are the Love Chapter. We are right? the Love Chapter. Yeah, and this is the Jerry Royce Positive Power 21, 21 Radio Show. Shouts out to you, Jerry. You are the man. Producers, yes. engineers, owners, CEOs, look him up. Yes, if you he really has a big want heart. The, the blueprint on what makes a good show and a good producer, right? Yes. Shouts out to you, Jerry. Yes, yes, Thank you yes. so much for this opportunity, as always. Yeah, and yeah. Yes. So, that being said, we are back. Woo-hoo. We are back. Woo-hoo. We are back. This is the month of May, y'all, right? We were celebrating Mother's Day, and we are still celebrating Mother's Day, right? We are honoring mothers, and my husband, he... Uh, he's such an awesome man of God, awesome teacher of God. Um, he was teaching a powerful message on just the importance of woman and, and mom. So it was just on my heart to really just honor moms and to honor mothers. So we have on two fabulous women of God who I uh, adore. And um, they are here to grace us with their presence and their wisdom here on the love chapters. Okay, so we're giving you some more, some more love, some more wisdom, some more impartation. Okay, yeah. so let's give a welcome to these two lovely women of God. I will let them introduce themselves. Yeah. Welcome! Yay! It's Pastor, a <laughs> uh, 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 minister, Alicia, and Sister Tally in the house. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome to the love chapters, ladies. Thank you. I, I, w- I would Thank like you. for you all to introduce yourselves. So, mm-hmm. Sister Tally, you can go ahead and just introduce yourself, say who you are and what you do and so forth and so on. Okay. Well, my name is Yolanda Tally, and I live in Worcester, Massachusetts. I was actually born in Philadelphia, and as a child, I lived in Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Massachusetts. I met my husband while I was living in Connecticut. So I've lived a few places and I ended up marrying my husband and that was my introduction to ministry. I did not grow up a church girl, um, even though I was saved at the age of nine and kind of got away from the church and then came back um, when I was in my 20s. And anyway, I met my husband and we got married and that was my introduction to ministry and it has been quite a ride. We've been married for 21 years. We have one son, his name is Caleb, 
We homeschooled for much of his life until he went to high school, and now he is a college student at Worcester Polytech Institute, majoring in mechanical engineering. And I can tell you, he did not get that from me. So anyway, he learned something while we were homeschooling. Um, The name of our church is Belmont AME Zion Church. Uh, My husband is a pastor, and it's been a journey. And so I am looking forward to sharing with Minister Alicia and what we else we have in store. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for introducing yourself to the love chapters. Amen. Welcome, welcome. Minister, Sister Alicia. Yes. Introduce yourself to the love chapters. Hello, my name is Alicia Rivera. I live and breathe in the Bronx. I was born in Brooklyn, a New York gal, tried and true, through and through. Love New York. I've traveled many places. I haven't lived that many places, um, but I do love my New York City. I met my husband in 2000, and we married in 2004, so we've been married for 17 wonderful years. Um, I do have three children, two sons and a daughter, one son that's 25, and he is special needs. Um, And I have a daughter who is 15, soon to be 16, and a son who is going to be 13. I am also a foster mom to my niece. She's only going to be two. So um, that took us by surprise, but we are happy and healthy. Um, Let's see. (laughs) Like uh, like Sister uh, Yolanda, my introduction to ministry was through marrying my husband. Soon after we were married, he was ordained the head pastor of our church. Um, we've since moved on to another church, Harvest Field Community Church, where he is still a pastor, an associate pastor there. And so needless to say, um, getting married, being a newlywed and having young children and also being the first lady of a church was a challenging um, journey for me. But nonetheless, I thank God for every day that he gave me um, throughout these 17 years to support my husband and raise my wonderful children and be part of ministry. Um, I work uh, in my own business. I have my own business, Jubilee Dance Studio. Um, I have 40 years of dance experience that kind of dates me. And... You know, I didn't, I'm not working in the field that I got my degree. So that tells you, you know, your plan, my plans were not God's plans for me. Um, he called me to, to be a dance minister. He called me to minister to the, our, our community and our neighborhood. And that's what I do. So that's about it. Wow. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, um, welcome, ladies. Welcome to the love chapters. I, honestly, I could just sit and listen to you ladies just talk. Seriously. <laughs> So much knowledge, <laughs> knowledge you know? I'm like, where do we begin, Holy wow. Spirits? There's so much, yeah, so man. many good things. We can talk about marriage, we can talk about yes. business, we can talk about God with them, we can talk about family life, good Lord. I know, there's so mm. much in there, right? Yeah, we wow. can learn, you know? And you've known you've known Sister Alicia for quite some time yeah, now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen the growth of her children. I mean, their walk has been fabulous. So, um, but but not, by not comparing what they have. I, I, I would really like for God to also, you know, like like bless us with. They 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 are blessed. 
Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I think mm -hmm. just hearing their testimonies um, just encourages us as we're coming up in ministry ourselves. And yeah. even like with me being an uh, aspiring woman in ministry as well, just yes. to sit here, I'm honored. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. anywho, ladies, I'm about to, I don't know why I'm about to get emotional, but mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just honored. Yeah. And um, yeah. you don't yeah. always get this opportunity, but we are definitely honoring moms. So, yeah. what I would like from the both of you is just for you all to just share um, what your idea of motherhood is because both of you come from different perspectives. You know, we have Minister Alicia being a foster mother. There's this debate about nature versus nurture. And then also mm -hmm. uh, Sister Tally, you know, the ideas of momhood and, and the idealistic of taking your child to school and what that looks like in your homeschooling. So uh, Sister Tally, you can go first and just speak on your belief and what your idea of motherhood looks like. Yeah, what she said. Well, I think, oh, she said, okay. <laughs> you know, I think my first view of motherhood was actually when I was single and I was watching the women who were at work coming back to work after a maternity leave. And many times they would come, come back with tears. They were just very upset about having to come back to work and having to leave their children. And it kind of stood out to me. And I was like, well, I wonder what it would be like just to stay home with your children. But they felt the need to come back to work. You know, some needed to come back and some, you know, it was their career and they had the path to follow and that was what they did. And I also remember one time there was a news um, report and it was about a young girl named Raven McBride. And she was a little girl who was in Connecticut and her mom had dropped her off at daycare and then she had to go and meet her at the hospital and the child was deceased. Mm. And I remember the mom standing on the steps of the courthouse and she said, I did everything right. Mm. I checked her background. I looked for her credentials. She was state certified and I took my child to her. And she said, I will never, ever do it again if God blesses me with another child. She said, my child is dead. And it just stood out to me. And at that point, I said, you know what? When I have a child, I want to stay home with them. Yeah. I don't want to send them off, at least until they can talk and they can yeah. tell you something is exactly. going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was kind of my, before I knew my husband and before I was, you know, even thinking about having children, but that was my introduction. So when I met my husband and we find out we're having child, a child, I said, you know, I, I want to stay home. Actually, I told him this before we even got married. So I'm like, you know, if you don't agree to this, we don't even need to get married. Mm. So he was already aware that I at least wanted to stay home for a year. Yeah. And so we did that. And then after that year, you know, we sat down and I said, I think I want to stay home longer. And he said, you know, our finances are okay. We're doing okay. How long do you think you want to stay home with them? And I was like, oh, till he's about 18. And he kind of laughed and he's I like, remember. okay, I think we can do that. Because then I started to see, you know what, even though they may now be able to tell you what's going on, uh, sometimes they need you even more as they get older. You know, when they're coming home from school, they're dealing with life. They need to have that ear and to have someone paying attention to what's going on. So that's how that came about. And then one day, like when I, my son was about two years old, um, I heard the Holy Spirit say, homeschool him. And I was like, homeschool him? I don't have, and that was never a part of the radar. And so I looked up the schools in our area to find out what was going on. I found that the school that he would be going to 
none of the kids were reading above the national average. They were mm. reading it like, I think there were just two who were above the national average. Mm. I looked at national average and I said, that's not even that high. Mm. And so anyway, long story short, I decided we'll just take our, our, our chances and, and we'll homeschool. And so the benefit of homeschooling has been that we've been able to do things together. Yes. When my husband um, was working in corporate, he traveled a lot for his job. Mm. So when he went to California, um, you know, Las Vegas, Montana, wherever he was going, we would actually go with him. Nice. And so that's how Caleb finished first grade. He nice. finished first grade by a swimming pool in Las Vegas. Nice. And the math test was, all right, Caleb, what's two plus three? And he would jump in the pool five times. And, you know, for me, he was working it out. And I'm like, it's going to be nap time when we get done with this little test. And it was great. But that's how he finished the first grade. Nice. And so we were able to just pursue a lot of things that, that he had. You know, he also liked to do his math in a tent in his closet. And it didn't bother me. So I was like, go ahead, buddy. Yes. And that's what he did. That's wow. how he liked to do his work. And it was fine with me. Nice. So we just had the benefit of, um, you know, pursuing things at his level. Yeah. Um, if he was ahead, I could pr pursue those things. Like with math, he was math mathematically minded very early on. So we were able to get him a tutor who would take him to that next level. And then where he wasn't so much, we could I could spend more time with him. Yes. He could go at his own pace. So that was a benefit. That's what I loved about, um, you know, raising him as a child and really looking at motherhood from that perspective and spending more time and um, allowing him to be a kid for as long as he could. I think our children sometimes grow up entirely too fast in this world, yes. much sooner than they're able to, um, you know, comprehend yes. and sure. really sure. process. Sure. So it gave him a, child, a chance to have a childhood. You know what? Let me. Um, um, that's so good. You see, because by you saying, you know, he was in the closet in the tent. You know, he was he was allowed to uh, uh, create. What's the word? Uh, creative. He was allowed to. Uh, 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 what was the word I'm looking for? It's like the phrase. Um, he was allowed to uh, explore. Uh, explore. Yeah, he's he's allowed to explore his creative side while also getting an educational. Uh, uh, education experience, which a lot of times yeah. when you're in school, when you're in a school setting, you can't move when you want to, you can't, you can't talk when you want to, you can't stretch when you want to, because then you look at as being rebellious, or you're not following the rules, you're not following policy, and so forth and so on. So the child is sort of um, closed in, you know, and, and he's not able to stifled. spread his wings, you know, you're stifled. not able to spread, yeah, you're, you're stifled, you know, so in this sense, your child was able to explore, he's able to explore that creative side, where a lot of times in school, the kids can't do that, so yeah. Balancing both sides of the yeah. brain. Yes, exactly, and then, and then what yeah. happens is, is that when you're in class and, and stuff like that, then, uh, 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 what you said, you said, um, that uh, uh, they grow up too fast, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? In a sense, yeah. where they could be stifled, they could cause them to use other parts of their brains where they're forced to, they, they, they mature too fast, they, they can mature too fast, yeah. and hence they, 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 they're doing things too, too, too fast, uh, at a, at a what was the, what's the word I'm looking for? Ex, uh, uh, accelerated pace. Accelerated pace, you see what I mean? Where, 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 yeah. where they shouldn't be doing that. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah, you make yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they will have to deal with those things, but they don't have to deal with them at such a young age. Exactly. And once the childhood is over, the childhood is over. Yeah. You know, it's like let them be yeah. a child while this they so while true. they have that time. Mm -hmm. It will be over soon enough. Nice. You know, and they don't have to deal with adult issues before their time. Yes. Amen. So you're basically nurturing that, which I love. And um, 
Sister Tally, this was my first time. Uh, oh, Sister Tally, this was this was my husband's first time actually hearing your testimony because I didn't share it with him. Um, oh, okay. yeah. So I've heard. Oh, so you yes, know. yes, yes. And mm. so we've, we've spoken about this. She's very fiery. That's what I love about Sister Tally. She she has a strength about her. But when you start to talk to Sister Tally, you get mm. a you start to get a fire in your belly. Like, yeah, that's yes. what I'm getting right now. So, so you're getting why, stirred up. Yes. So that's why you was always hitting me. Hey, maybe we should, that's should home train Isaiah. That's why you started saying that. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So um, what I wanted to say um specifically is sister tally you embody the re the redefinition in my eyes of motherhood because we spoke about this and and you know in quarantine and how we believe that god was repositioning us to refocus on family and so you know this idea of motherhood and and what it was is not so much of what it is now and i know from you just speaking about homeschooling that just confirmed it's always remember when i told you what it was a desire for me to want to do that but then sometimes based upon what people think, you're like, okay, is this something that's really accepted? But the idea that you actually have that opportunity, I, I, I believe that it's a calling and it definitely lends credence to the culture, the nurture that you desire to have as a mom, trying to even balance multiple things. And you've done it. I feel like you've done this in excellence. So kudos to you, you know, kudos to you. And Amen. I have more no. stories to share. And I you know, I was going to say, you know, you know, one of the things is that, you know, it wasn't easy because, you know, right now everyone, everyone's been kind of at home at school with, you know, with, the, with their children That's during true. the COVID. Yeah. But prior to that, you know, I come from a long line of educators. Mm -hmm. So my mom is an educator. Her siblings are educators. Her dad, her That's grandmother, it. her grandmother. Yes. So when we went home and we were like, we're going to homeschool Caleb. Okay. My dad looked at my husband and said, do you hear what she wants to do with him? And so we kind of laughed. We're like, well, I'm not doing it on my own. Mm. And so there was a lot of friction. Of I think the one thing I would do, if I had to do it over again, I would do it with confidence. Mm. I wouldn't allow the naysayers to have any impact. You know, yes. we still did it, but I still had that angst of, you know, are we, are we doing the right thing? And it's like, yeah, you're doing the right thing because that's what God told you to do. Yes. You know? Amen. And so after, after we were done and we were at Caleb's high school graduation, that's when they all said, we knew you could do it. Yes, you knew you do a great job. Yes. Well, you, you speak to that. I, you, you say confidence, but to me, when you speak, I I believe that you give us confidence as parents. You impart yes. that confidence Amen. to say, hey, if you if if you and your husband were able to do this and be successful, so can we. Because I think, and I'll just say this last thing because I know yeah. we have to move on, but um, that is an issue in parenting now. I think a lot of parents think that they can't do it, and so it's it's left up to the school. So restoring that confidence is very important, and and I and I think you do that very well. Amen. So thank you so much for sharing. Amen. And now we're going to pass it over to Minister Alicia and. You are feel, feel free to jump in and talk about your ideals and what you think, what motherhood uh, means to you. Wow, um, that's a very that's a huge statement. Um, mm -hmm. What does motherhood mean to me? Um, and it's really hard to describe. I can just tell you my testimony of motherhood, mm -hmm. and and to be extremely transparent. Because you didn't hear me say I'm married for 17 years, but I have a 25-year-old, right? Yes. So my, uh, I did. I was married before, and I'm now divorced from my first husband. 
And so um, my first introduction um, to motherhood was really because I'm the eldest grandchild and child. And so my, I was left to take care of my sibling when my mother was out working. She worked two jobs. She was a single mom for a little bit. And so it, it, it kind of, um, you know, it kind of instills a little bit of compassion in you for children and for babies. But at the same time, as a child taking care of a child, you also develop a little bit of bitterness on the inside, not wanting to take care of children that are not your own. Wow. And I, I'm leading somewhere. I'm leading you to somewhere with that. Um, when um, I, I was, I did terminate one pregnancy mm. that literally broke me in half. Wow. Um, it was the worst decision I ever made in my life. Um, I cried uncontrollably. It, it breaks my heart every year. It's something that it, it will never leave my heart. And I know that's the heart of a mother. Your children never leave you. Never leave your spirit. They never leave your body. You're, they're always part of you. So much so that you feel like you've lost a piece of you when you lose a child. Wow. Wow, um, when I became a mom, finally, to my eldest son, um, I didn't know he was special needs. He He's a very high-functioning special needs. And so throughout the years, we dealt with a lot of his behavior and not doing well in school and um, behavior that we, we just didn't quite understand. Um, and he was not diagnosed until he was 13. And so I can relate to the homeschooling because he, he was so... Um, I guess he was just so stressed out in school that I, I stopped, you know, after my divorce and everything, he was very stressed out about the whole situation. Um, I had an abusive husband. And so leaving that relationship, he had to adjust at a very young age to a new relationship. And, you know, um, uh, and mommy being with someone new and things like that. So it, it was it was a huge adjustment. It stressed him out. And so I decided after I got married to my husband that I would homeschool. I mean, I didn't decide on my own. He pretty much suggested as a pastor and as a man of God, you need to stay home and you need to homeschool him and stabilize him. Nice. And so I did homeschool him. Um, it was a stressful experience yeah. because of his special needs, and I'm not really trained yeah. to deal with special needs, but you learn about your children. Sure. Um, sure. He went back to school after one year of homeschooling, and we, we had a pretty rough road, uh, but he did graduate high school. He went on to college, and nice. he's a man, and he's you know taking care mm -hmm. of his business yeah. now and yeah. still needs mommy every now and then, mm -hmm. um, but that's okay with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, my, my other two children, uh, my daughter, Denevia, um, interesting story about her. I dreamt about her before I was married nice. and I knew what she looked like. I knew, um, what her eye color was. I knew everything. And when nice. she was born, I mean, God gave me the vision of what my daughter, my daughter and my, you know, she's my best friend in the whole world. I love her to pieces. Mm. Um, and she's just the joy of my life. Wow. Um, and so all of my children are. And my son, he was kind of like planned, but not planned, right? Um, 
So Aiden, he is my brave little fire, and he's not little anymore, and that makes yeah, me he's sad. he's so talented, too. But he is a joy. Both <laughs> of them are A students. Um, they, I really, I feel like, you know, I don't have to do much. They're just wonderful children. Yeah. And so helpful and so obedient and talented and gifted and wonderful. And my littlest one, Jazzy. my niece, uh, she came to us uh, nearly two years ago. My brother is um, special needs and he has a daughter and he asked me to take her. And so I did. And we are starting all over again with my wow. little niece. And needless to say, going back to that, nurture and nature. Yes. I have my ups and downs with that. Yeah. I really do. And it's because of, you know, I, I, I thought I would be somewhere else this time in my life. Mm. With children that are already big and I don't have to deal with, you know, pampers and bottles and all that. And so I have this up and down mood swing where it's like, I shouldn't be doing this. And then it's like, oh, but she's so cute and I love her so much. Oh, you know, so you have your ups and downs with that situation, but we're only human. Amen. You know what? Thank let, you, let me, sister. You know, let me, uh, what the Lord is telling me is, is that you, um, to, put to, 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 put to, to put to the side now, you don't even have to think about it again, whether you should be doing this or not. For the for, for 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 the baby that didn't that you wasn't able to, this is the baby. This 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 is the child to make up for that. You know what I mean? Mm, so that's good. so good yeah, insight. you got what was the God's God is yeah. second and third chances. Yes. So you get another chance to raise the one that you didn't. Yes, that's a great you know way to look I mean? at it. Does that make Amen. sense? Amen. God of the Amen. recompense. But yeah. I still look right. forward to seeing that baby in heaven one day. And of Amen. course, and Amen. you will too. Amen. Whoa, he's a God, God of recompense. Yes, he is. Amen. I just wanted to go back. Thank you. That that was very touching. Um, thank yeah. you for your vulnerability. Yeah. Just both of you ladies. Thank yes. you for your vulnerability. Hallelujah. And again, um, I believe that that's my husband's first time hearing that as well. I know we've spoken as well, Alicia, wow. and I know bits and pieces of your story, but not in so much in depth. But I really appreciate you just being transparent. Amen. So, um, praise God for that. I wanted to go back, if I may, because you said so much, and I think that speaking to women who have lost children need to hear that for themselves so they can heal and let go because uh, society puts shame on women yeah. who have had children, uh -huh. and um, sometimes they think that they're no longer a mother because they don't physically have the child, and you just hear to say wow. that, no, you're you're still connected to that child and yes. even though they might not be physically present yes. you're still considered a mother you know nice. there, there's a lot of um mm. what's the word ideologies yeah and um stereotypes <laughs> about motherhood and that's why i'm bringing so many different women on the show to who embody motherhood to say that motherhood looks differently with different situations and different yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, we people just... Yeah, we just had two mothers on last week that weren't married. You know what I mean? Right. They would still came with, you could tell the spirit was was on them and their children. Right, right, you right, know? right. So, you know. And so. Even um, though we want, we would like people to be married and so forth and so on. But, you know, sometimes, you know, God, God has right. a plan. There, there's you know? also a shame, yeah, when you're not married and exactly. you have a child out of wedlock and, and so many 
ideologies and stereotypes again that are placed upon you when you're having children. Yeah. And you know, well, you're not taboos. Mom. Taboos. taboos? Yeah. Is that what? Yeah. yeah taboos. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I I just believe that from what you just shared, somebody is getting set free and delivered. Yes. Um, from their yes. past. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus, so Amen. we just thank the Lord for that, you yes, know, um, yes, for that unveiling, yeah. you know, uh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Um, and you also spoke, you also spoke about uh, being a foster, a foster mom as well. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk about that actually. I just want to address that from both perspectives because that's another thing. Being a foster mom, a step, a, a foster parent, a step yeah. parent. Yeah. My husband said last show that. Um, we can be un- underrated. I'm a stepmom, and I know I've I've had feelings as well and challenges being a stepmom and not feeling adequate and not feeling like I counted. <laughs> and so there, that's a ministry in itself. So I would like for you all um, to speak regarding your views on this nature versus nurture idea of motherhood, specifically relating to being a foster parent and being a step parent. So. Um, Sister Tally, if you don't mind, just jumping in on there and addressing that, please. Sure. Yes. Um, so my when I met my husband, he has he already had a thirteen year old son, and so I really wasn't a parent to him because uh, I already had a mom, and here I am, this woman who's coming into his dad's life. So it was it was challenging because he also wasn't the little kid who you could easily entertain. Mm-hmm. You know, he was now a 13-year-old who yeah. had some opinions of his own. Yeah. I think he looked at me first and kind of laughed. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> so it, it was challenging at, at the beginning. And then, um, you know, when my husband and I got married and we had our child, there was some, con- there was not really conflict, but there was uh, there were some feelings that were going on between, you know, my, um, my, my having a new baby and then him having this older brother. And while he liked having a cute little baby, it was still like, you know, you're, my dad's here. My dad wasn't there for me, not like this. I got you. And, you know, yeah, so it, it was a challenge. And, wow. you know, through the years, things have, have worked out well. You know, he's yeah. older now. He has, he's living um, out in the West, and he has a child of his own. Now, once he had a child of his own, I think that diminished some of that resistance or that, um, I don't know if resistance is the right word, but resentment. That's what it was, resentment. Okay. And, um, and so, in fact, when, when, when my son, when Caleb graduated from high school, the first person who caught a plane and was here was his brother. And Donnell had no problem coming, and he brought his family with him to celebrate that graduation. I really didn't expect that, but it was there. So I'm hoping that for them, they will have a, a, a bond as they are now both adults. Um, they can kind of connect on, on their own um, so, yeah, you know, there, there, there were some things that, that happened that kind of the mother in me, the mother bear came out. And you kind of want to protect your child, mm-hmm. but also understanding that there's another child who was here before. And, you know, he's got his own set of feelings. He's got his own set of things that he's dealing with. So that was a challenge. But I do find that now things are a, a lot different. You know, age, experience, wisdom comes into play. And, and it's different for all of us. You know, I kind of see it from a different perspective as well as he does. So that's kind of been our experience with that. Oh, okay. Amen. Jump on in, Sister Alicia. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, there's so many different angles that I can speak about Mm -hmm. that particular 
subject. And basically, I can speak to it from um, being a stepchild. I can speak to it from, I, I've never been a stepmom, but I am a foster mom. And I think there's so many different um there's so many different things that you have to look at about the child. So number one is the age. So I'm getting a little tiny baby, and you got Sister Shulanda, you got a teenager, and so there's two different. It's two different worlds. Right. Um, for a teen teenager, and I'm speaking just on my own experience. When my father got married, I was a teen, and. To this day, I don't have a relationship with my stepmother, but that was her choice. Um, her choice was to favor her child and embrace her child and pretty much cut me and my brother out. Wow. Um, that was her choice. And, and it wasn't any doing of, 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 of on our part or my father's part because he wanted her to embrace us. We wanted to be embraced. Um, because we love our father and we wanted to be part of his life, but we just didn't have that relationship. And so now as an adult, and I can also relate to becoming an adult and having your own child and understanding more about parenthood and then learning how to embrace a step-parent, um, I, I, can, I can see that, although I haven't experienced it. So just speaking about being a foster parent, funny story. So a month before my my niece came to us, I had a conversation with someone, and I'm famous for saying this. I could never do that. I can never take care of someone else's child. I can't do it. It's not me. That Those were my words. And that very same person that I had a conversation with came to me after I had Jasmine and said, remember that conversation we had? And I said, I know God has a sense of humor, doesn't he? Because he's done this to me so many times, and thank you, Lord, for it, because it teaches me a lot of lessons. Yeah. It really brought out that compassion on the inside of me. Um, she is my niece, which makes it a lot easier to swallow. And she is my, my you know, my, my full-blooded brother's child. And so I can stomach that. You know, she's, she's cute, she's wonderful, but she's also, newborn babies are a lot of work. They are a lot of work. And at the time, I had an 11-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 20-something-year-old. And so, you know, we're doing renovations in the house. My kids, you know, one moves out. The other two have their own room. Me and my husband are ready to get new furniture for ourselves. We're going to be like, yeah, we don't even need a babysitter anymore. You know, it's time to go and do us, right? And then my brother's like, could you please take my child? ACS call. Would you be willing to take this child? And my heart just bled because I'm like, where is she going to go if I don't take her? Mm. I am the only sibling he has. My mother's too old. and My father wouldn't, his wife would not have it. And so I am the only person that can take her other than a perfect stranger. Mm. Like, how could I even pass that up? How could mm. I do that? So I took her. And it was under the pretense that it would be temporary and my brother would be able to take her back once he got on his feet with his wife. Uh -huh. That never happened. We are here two years later. Wow. I had her when she was only two weeks. Wow. And so there were many, many uh, sleepless nights between my husband and I taking mm -hmm. care of her and, mm -hmm. um, you know, bobos and boppies and you yeah. name it, we've yeah. done it. 
you know, fighting with ACS, fighting with the foster care agencies, wow. that you have to fight for benefits for wow. your children wow. um, through the foster children. Wow. Um, so we've come to a place now where we're in the, the final stages of, you know, going to court um, because there's a, a time limit. Um, how, how how much time a parent has to get their stuff together and take right, the child back. Right. So we finally come to the determination mm-hmm. that um, her parents, her natural parents, are not able to take care of her because of their disability. Wow. There are no programs to help them. And so we're ready to go for permanent placement. Nice. Um, it's, it's a very hard, um, it's a hard role to take on because she's at the point where she's wondering mommy and daddy because we're training her the, you know through the truth i am Titi, i'm your auntie right and this is Theo, your uncle and your parents are there and so there are there is some confusion and it's hard to kind of deal with now that she's communicating that you know she wants to call me mommy and we want to tell her the truth so you don't want um, her to call so, you mommy yeah, because we, we've also had conversations with, you know, professionals that say when they when the child finds out later on that you're not mommy, they actually have a breakdown. Oh, and so we want to tell uh-huh. her to do Okay, gotcha. I create that uh, yeah. uh, detachment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. False attachment. Yeah. What would you say? Well, well, I guess it would be a false attachment, I guess, you know. Well, if that's not the definition of motherhood, I yeah. don't know what Whoa. is. Yes. Taking in a child that's yes. not your own. I mean, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. It is. It really is. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Kudos to both you ladies. Yes. What, what do you say, Alicia? Um, never say never with God, huh? <laughs> Learn my lesson. <laughs> well, you know, every stage of our and season of our lives is a growing phase. So there's always something to take away in that. And now you have so much to impart. I mean, so much more like I have so many questions and there's so little time yeah. um, uh, I do have a question though because you spoke on both sides of the spectrum so I would like you to speak to as a stepchild and I'm also a stepchild as well I would like for you to speak to the step parents um, for example, what would you say to that step parent who's becoming a step parent? Um, what advice would you give to them? You know, considering you said that your stepmom chose not to connect, you know, to prevent what you walk through as a young woman. What advice would you give to that stepmom, stepdad who's, who's becoming to make their experience with their uh, stepchild uh, an effective one, a better one? Well, definitely have patience, hang in there, and don't give up. Those are the three things that I really needed. I needed someone to be patient with the adjustment that was happening. I needed them not to give up on me if I would be if I were being difficult at any point in time. And to really just make sure that those doors stay open. Um, It can be exhausting. I know it, especially if the child is not embracing you. Um, You want to try to keep those, those, everything open. And let me just say one more thing about that is don't be a pushover. Do not. 
do not because they children will see that as a weakness and they will take advantage of it i can tell you that straight up if if my stepmother was a pushover i would have pushed her over period but you know she was very strict very stern Mm -hmm. um but too much where the door was just closed closed and you you got that feeling of you're not welcome here i don't want you to exist and so that is is very hurtful to a child and children they need to be accepted amen amen sister tally jump on in and that's great advice i wish i had that when i was uh, entering this phase because i had no experience whatsoever that's really really wise yeah. advice um, yes, I think I would just echo the same thing, you yeah. know, and really, I think if I had to do it over again, I think I would um, forge that relationship and really, like you said, be patient and understand that it's not personal. <laughs> you know, you deal with a teenager, period. Um, so, yeah, I think that was really wise advice, wise advice. Amen. Okay. Amen. So anyone Amen. who's out there who is entering that, I would listen to what she just said. Amen. Amen. I know that um, we could add into that as well not taking it personally that's one thing if i may add in my journey i had to um i had to actually receive <laughs> and in part not taking it personally so yeah. with mm-hmm. isaiah our, yeah, our, isaiah, our son. <laughs> isaiah actually admitted uh to us that when we um when we called him out on his stuff and he was trying to say one thing we was like uh-uh we know you did this and he was like he didn't he don't know how he could not get over on us with the things that we were hard on him for because he knew that he was going, he, he was lying and he was trying to weasel his way out or get out of whatever it is what he was doing. But we, because we're using the Holy Spirit, able to use discernment and find out what that, you know, nah, 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 don't even try it. You know what I mean? So they would, he, ch- children really respect the, the, the parent that, that they can't get over on. Yes, amen. How much time do we have, husband? Oh, go ahead. Um, okay. Um, I just wanted to say uh, regarding our journey and my journey being a, coming into uh, your life with Isaiah, I know for me, I had to change my approach so I can have a better relationship with him because I know for me, I had that guard up to where I could not, no, I didn't want to have a relationship with him because he was a teenager. Yeah, and she didn't like teenagers neither. She uh, not didn't like, but she didn't want nothing to do with him. Long story, long story, maybe for another time. But um it's another never I had too. a desire to be a mom though. I had a desire to parent. But it was so funny, like God has a sense of humor. I'm like, really Lord? He's thirteen. I'm like, I don't know how to connect with you know, I'm like, and he's a male. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because I was a teacher, I had to God was like, you need to take that hat off. Take yeah. that teacher hat off. Stop yeah. trying to Treat him yeah. like he's your student because yeah. if you're going to treat him like you, he's yeah. your student, you're going to have that student-teacher relationship. So you yeah. have to come with some transparency. You got to yeah. take off that hat and embrace him as if he was your son in order to have that mother-son relationship that you so desire. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah. that was the process of me, my husband coaching me. Now, as a mother of a young black son, a teenager son, I already knew how to train. You know, as a teacher, you get that training, but you can't mix the two. God was like, you cannot mix the two. So I had to humble myself and really learn from my husband on how to parent. He's been parenting for 
for years, you know, but I didn't throw my training away. I just had to adjust and tweak it a bit and then add on how to embrace and and connect with a teenager. And I will say, by the grace of God, our relationship is so much better. I have a relationship with Isaiah as if, like, I birthed the boy. Yeah. You know, because I was able to really pull down those guards and really yeah. connect with him and provide some relatability um, yeah. where it wasn't before. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I, 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 I got to say, because she did that, it was able to build my relationship with Isaiah better. Because for her being a mother, she was able to see some things that I wasn't able to see. So I was able to address them with Isaiah because of her, uh, you know, just, just her presence. In the relationship so thank god that god went to her and spoke to her because it helped me a lot as well amen. yeah amen. amen amen okay i think it also helps when you side with the son over the father and the son, the son is like yeah <laughs> that is true too because she always used to protect a little him. Could do no wrong. oh lord <laughs> but so it was fun it was fun amen yeah, amen yeah. And, and, and it also helps us for our next child as well yes amen, amen. When, when, when god blesses that to happen okay so uh, do we have time for one more question uh, ha- uh um mm, we already come to the end of the show <gasps> wow you see how time flies on the love chapters yeah Woo! so Let's you know what? We, we might have to we would definitely gonna have to invite you guys back if you don't mind coming you know what i mean maybe we could set it up and because and like, like we're saying you have so you guys have so much history yes it's like we could probably talk forever so we'll have to have you guys come back if that's okay with y'all but real you know? quick what what are you all working on right now and where can you be reached if someone you know heard something they liked and they want to learn more what are you doing and where can you be reached okay so what i was saying is that after with covid um it, while it's been a challenging time for for a lot of us with the changing and everything God has also introduced me to some new things, so he's provided me with a business. And so I am working on that. I can be reached on Instagram under Yolanda M. Tally, and Tally is spelled with an E, so T-A-L-L-E-Y. And so as I kind of get more information on this business and we kind of get it up and rolling, I will be posting there. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come on. It's been wonderful. Um, Meeting with both of you and meeting you too, sister. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Sister Alicia. Well, I am still working in the studio, uh, Jubilee Dance Studio. And if you'd like to contact me, you can find uh, on my website, jubileedance.org. Or you can find you can also find me on Instagram at Alice. Uh, Author Alicia underscore Rivera okay. on Instagram. All right. All right, all right. Well, well, what a treat. Yes, yes. Well, we've come to the end of the show. Yes, we And have. it's been a beautiful show it because has. these ladies really showed us how they moved and only Christ could help them move the way that they move. <laughs> Amen. So, with that being said, you can also have Christ moving your life. Mm-hmm. In fact, to go as far as to say you can have Christ come into your life so that you can see how God has already moved on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is repeat these words after me so that you can have Christ come into your life. Amen? Father God, Father God. I know that 
Jesus sacrificed his life on the cross for me. I know that Jesus sacrificed his life on the cross for me. And he sacrificed his life for my sins. And he sacrificed his life for my sins. My iniquities. My iniquities. And my infirmities. And my infirmities. And I want him to come into my life right now. And I want him to come into my life right now. Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, come into my life. To reshape me. To reshape me. Remold me. To remold me. And make me into what God wants me to be. And make me into what God wants me to be. I repent. I repent. Which means I make a 180 degree change. Which means I make a 180 degree change. To do the opposite. To do the opposite. Of what I did wrong. Of what I did wrong. Thank you for coming to my life, Jesus. Thank you for coming into my life, Jesus. In Christ, yes, with Jesus, mighty name. Amen. In Christ. Yes, you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. If you did that, Amen. if you said those words, you are now saved. Yes, there are thousands of angels in heaven rejoicing because you took the plunge up. All things are new. Oh, my gosh. Amen. Wow. You're about to Thank see you, some Lord. things happen to you that you've never seen happen before. Yes, Your life is about to change. Amen. 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 So if you have any uh, questions, if, 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 if you want some guidance, if you want to uh, learn how to read scripture, you can reach us at UFL Ministries, I-N-T-L, at gmail.com. That's right. And we'll we'll talk with you. We'll, we'll raise up in scripture with you. We'll even get you your own Bible. We're here for you. Amen? Amen. And we love you. And only God, Jesus, Jesus. and the Holy Spirit love, love you more. more. Ciao for now. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much, Sister Alicia and Sister Tally. That's right. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.